Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning to all of you. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher, and this is another edition of Real Presence Live on your RPR network throughout the upper Midwest. I'm coming to you live today from St. Mary's Central High School. I just walked through the entrance of the St. Thomas Aquinas Academic Center here at St. Mary's Central High School in North Ismark, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous morning. And uh, maybe it's because of my love for fall. Autumn is today, so happy autumn, everybody. It began officially at 8.31 Central Time. This is the day of the September equinox, our fall equinox. By the way, I learned long ago that equinox, again, is a Latin word, equus meaning equal, nox meaning night, and this gives us a pretty good indication of what's happening today. The sun shines on both hemispheres equally. This happens twice a year. Happy autumn, everybody. My name is Monsignor Schumacher again, and we're going to begin with a great guest this morning by phone, my bishop, Bishop David Kagan, the bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. Bishop Kagan, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. I was very uh, impressed by your knowledge of... uh... (laughs) The autumnal equinox and and the, those two Latin root words, that's very good. Well, you know, I think I learned it for extra credit at some point. And, uh, <laughs> you know, th- this is always one of my favorite times of the year. I like fall. I don't know. The, the students are back in school. Um, football games, the colors. Um, it's one of my favorites. Would you agree with that, Bishop? Well, you're a true romantic, but I too like uh, I like the autumn probably better than any other season uh, for the same reasons you give. But I I would add another that once we have a good killing frost, then all the bugs die too. So that's <laughs> always a treat. I know, although the flies are slowing down. So, yeah. uh, how have you been, Bishop Kagan? What's uh, what's new with you? Good. Uh, well, we're. Just continuing uh, from day to day to do uh, do the Lord's work. Uh, I see you've totally recovered from your uh, bout with COVID nineteen. Entirely, thanks be to God. So entirely, I feel well. I uh, I'm still uh, six pounds lighter, uh, keeping that off. And um, yeah, I, and I you know I've I've been anointing people in the COVID units as well, and mm-hmm. I. I was in I was in yesterday, uh, and I'll go again uh, uh, to another uh, uh, center, um, long-term care center um, uh, tomorrow, and uh, you know changing out the PPE and moving from room to room. They seem to be calling me. People are calling me because they knew I've had it and they think I'm I'm safe. So. I'm going in with great precautions, anointing yeah. and giving apostolic pardons, and it's just and then and then and then communicating, you know, with the families, how they're yeah. doing and how they look, and and uh, it's a, a different time in our history, but we'll certainly get through it. And and that that 
the sacrament of, an, uh, of anointing and apostolic pardon is just very, very powerful, especially in these times. It certainly um, is, yes. Uh, Bishop, we're going to talk about cremation today. Uh, oh, what a happy topic. So if I, you know, <laughs> as if, you know, we're, we're losing summer, we're during a pandemic, and so let's talk about cremation on top of it. But we can bring, right. some, we can bring some understanding, and I think a lot has cleared up since 1997 or, or, or thereabouts. But <clears> first, <throat> when we talk about cremation, I think we, and I, when I taught high school, I, I always put it in the context of our entire being. The, the, mm-hmm. view, the view of the body, our belief in the soul, uh, our, our understanding and, uh, of, of cremation and, and, and the do's and don'ts has to do with all of that context. So that, let's start there, Bishop. All right. Well, uh, and you're correct. Uh, as the Church has always taught, uh, when uh, God creates us, human beings, we are created as a unity of body and soul. And uh, because uh, we come from God, uh, the Church, uh, not only its understanding, but its teaching and practice, is that in life and in death, uh, our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and uh, we, we come to life when God infuses that soul into us, and we pass from life to death when our soul leaves the body and stands before the Lord Christ in that particular judgment. But uh, because of the incarnation of the Son of God as man, we also understand that the body and soul at the end of time will be reunited in that final judgment and then enjoy either uh, the beatific vision for all eternity in heaven or uh, spend all eternity in damnation in hell. And so the body isn't just something like an extra added on to the soul. The body and soul together in life and in death and in eternity, are meant to be seen as that which is uh, good, as we read in in the book of Genesis, uh, that God saw all that he created as good. And uh, so we, we are obliged, we have a moral obligation before God uh, not to, uh, in any way, Uh, mistreat intentionally or in any way uh, uh, intentionally damage uh, our bodies while we're alive or or because we have contempt uh, for what the Church teaches, uh, abuse the body in death. And so uh, you're correct. The Church's teaching is quite clear about cremation there there are some false notions that the church forbid creation uh, cremation in every aspect uh, before a certain period of time that is that was never true by exception the church uh, allowed cremation given certain historic and physical circumstances 
but uh, as then as and and even now uh, when one one reads that instruction which is very nicely uh placed in the uh ritual for the funeral masses um and funeral services uh, for catholics uh bodily uh burial is still the uh, the preferred form uh, of burial but uh, the church allows cremation for a sufficient reason as long as that reason won't isn't a stated again contempt for the body created by God or contempt for the body as the church uh, has uh, constantly taught us uh, that it is the temple of the Holy Spirit and so uh, Again, I think more and more cremation is is coming to be understood correctly by uh, Catholic people, but also I think it's incumbent upon all of us as clergy uh, to remind people uh, about the dignity of the person as a, a unity of body and soul. Uh, and, uh, you know, especially while we live, but also uh, in the instructions we may give uh, upon our deaths, uh, it's, it's that important. Indeed it is. We're coming up on 10 minutes past the hour. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. Bishop David Kagan is my guest, Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. We're, we're talking about cremation. I remember, Bishop, when I was studying uh, to give Scavi tours in, in Rome uh, while mm-hmm. I lived there. Uh, to, they, when, they, when they started to excavate the ruins underneath St. Peter's Basilica, they, they knew they were running into Christian bodies because mm-hmm. because they they were uh, bodily burials the the yes. uh, you know archaeologists know that cremation has been around since the stone ages but um, the Romans cremated their dead uh, because they they didn't have uh, any belief in the afterlife and Christians did and and changed that practice and then they found that all these bodies they were finding were kind of emanating from one one point and and they were trying to get as close to one point as possible and of course we discovered later that was St. Peter's grave but but right. but, there, but there is something about belief in the resurrection and how we treat our bodies not while mm-hmm. we're just alive but also after we're dead well, see, and it all goes back to uh, the incarnation of the Son of God as man, his life, his passion, death, and resurrection. He had a bodily resurrection from the dead. And uh, from the beginning, the Christian community, uh, the apostles, those other first disciples, clearly understood uh, and then put into practice the reverence with which uh, their dead were to be uh, buried uh, and uh, then prayed for uh, uh, after having been buried. And so, uh, as in all things uh, for us, it is Christ who is the standard. And uh, the care with which 
uh, Joseph, St. Joseph of Arimathea, and St. Nicodemus, and the others who helped bury Jesus uh, after he was taken down from the cross on that first Good Friday, it really, that's the example, that's what the Church uh, just simply inculcated and adopted uh, for its own dead. And uh, that that's not to be uh, diminished in any way, and cremation, for uh, the proper reason, uh, does not do that. Uh, but again, uh, the Church makes it clear uh, it, it, the first way of burial is a bodily or corporeal, as they say, burial, but it also allows for cremation as long as those cremated remains are treated with the same reverence and dignity, uh, we would treat the the whole body itself of the deceased person. You know, it's it, it, cremation just accelerates the natural process. We, we will eventually turn to dust. But mm-hmm. there, there's also an important aspect of a bodily burial for the, for the living and for the symbol of the funeral. I, I know that in the 800 funerals that I've done, um, having a body there is so different than just having an urn there. And mm-hmm. it, it takes time to, to begin to accept death. And yeah. uh, the, the only way to begin to accept death is to spend time with the body, which embalming allows us to do. Mm-hmm. We, we can't forget that element, can we, of, of how, how no. it helps uh, it, the grieving process. It does. It, 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 it lends itself uh, to obtaining a greater acceptance of the death of a loved one, really accepting the mystery of death itself uh, for that person who has died, but also for ourselves. We, too, will die. And, you know, it it just, I think, lends itself to that acceptance of our mortality, uh, the mystery of death, but also... Uh, kind of points us in the direction of the resurrection as well. And uh, again, I think that's why the Church uh, always says this is the the preferred way, but it's not the only way of, of burial. I uh, had a family years and years ago, and we we had a we had a. Um, we had a funeral and uh, for her brother, and she came back to me um, years later. And he was he was cremated. He died in a, a remote part of our country, from from where North Dakota is, so far away. And he was cremated, brought back, and then years later, she said, "You know, you know, Father, it just doesn't seem like he's really gone." And I said, "Well, yeah, of course he doesn't." Uh, it doesn't seem like he's gone. I mean, because you, you didn't, you know, all we had was an urn, and it happened so fast. And, she, you know, she didn't have any time to spend with the body, to see the body. Mm-hmm. You know how that we, you know, we, we touch yeah. the body when we pray with it. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we just can't overlook the importance of that, of that grief, because unresolved grief does a, a lot of weird things to people. Mm-hmm. It certainly does, yeah. Uh, Bishop, so let's... Uh, ask the question, uh, and then you answer it, kind of tying together all of the elements that we've had here today, 
And um, can I be cremated? I'm a Catholic, practicing Catholic. Can I be mm-hmm. cremated? Can I be cremated, Bishop? Yes, you may. <laughs> uh, given, uh, again, uh, the Church has certain uh, stipulations that a, a you choosing cremation in no way expresses directly or indirectly your contempt for the human body and for the teaching of the Church regarding uh, the unity of body and soul in a person. Uh, and also, the Church makes it quite clear that the same respect and reverence must be given to the cremated remains as we give to the body uh, to be buried. And uh, the cremated remains may not be done, uh, it may not have anything done to them except be buried either in the ground or in a columbarium uh, as we have it. Some people want to take the remains after the funeral and, you know, keep the urn at home. That's The Church forbids that. Uh, and if that's the expressed intention, well, then the priest may not have a Catholic funeral for that cremated person. So I, people have to be very careful. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of crazy things they want to... Uh, some. You can make jewelry out of part of the cremated remains. That's an abomination, I think. That's my opinion. But that the Church would not condone that. And uh, so, yes, a, a Catholic may be cremated, just as long as uh, there is the same reverence and respect given to those cremated remains by the family as they would if that person were being actually buried bodily uh, in the cemetery. Uh, But what we do for the body, uh, the Church requires, the same must be done for the cremated remains of that person. So we need to remember uh, to all of our listeners that the Church is still adamant that the remains are to be buried, in the same manner as a whole body, which is in a sacred place. The, right. And so the, the, let's talk about the grave now briefly. I, I know that when I, I'm born and raised in Williston, when I go back there, uh, we, we go back to that point of the, the grave of my grandma and grandpa. It, it, it's a point of memory. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, shortly after death, it's a point of, of grief. It, it, and, and, and so it, bodily burials... And, and the burial of the cremains give us a, a, a place to go to. And I, right. I know in Dickinson, where my grandparents are from, we go to their graves. We, uh, you know, annually we, we, you know, cut weeds, we put flowers. Right. It, it's, it's an act of love. So, so all of that is important, and you, and you can't really do that when you have the urn on your shelf. Right, right. Or worse. No, and that, again, uh, the Church is quite clear. While allowing for cremation, uh, you cannot, uh, after the funeral, you must inter those cremated remains, either in a grave in the ground, and it's acceptable in most places. Sometimes uh, the cremains can be buried uh, on top of another loved one's grave, that's fine, or in a separate uh, grave as well, or in 
a, a columbarium uh, that uh, is secure. And, uh, you know, but again, it's a place for people. It's a point of reference for them with their loved ones uh, in death. And so that's important. You just can't scatter the ashes to the four winds or go to, you know, Dad's favorite fishing hole and throw his cremated remains in the uh, in the lake or something. You know, that's uh, the church wouldn't uh, allow that. And the difference between, for example, a, a relic and uh, uh, putting uh, cremains and jewelry is our intention of use, our reverence. I mean, right. people, people can bring up that argument that, well, I mean, the church uses them as relics. Why can't we use them in jewelry? Well, th- that, that's a, a completely different intention. Yeah, of, it's of use a, and reverence. That's, that's a specious argument to begin with. Uh, relics have always been venerated by the faithful. Uh, and uh, for the simple purpose that uh, that's a, a part of the body of a, uh, a known saint, and we venerate uh, that saint in life and in death, and that saint, now with God in heaven, uh, belongs to that communion of saints of which we're a part, and that saint is assisting us with prayer uh, that we too may live a life of holiness. You know, wearing somebody, you know, uh, as a a bracelet, uh, that's, you know, that's a trifle. Indeed. Bishop Kagan, thank you for your time. And um, I I, I don't get to interview you that often on Real Presence Live, so... I, uh, I appreciate the honor, and I wish you a, a good um, first day of autumn. Yes. Thanks very much. You too. We'll visit again. Thank you. Thanks. That is Bishop David. Bye bye. Bishop David Kagan, the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. Let's remember the, the Order of Christian Funerals says that the body that lies in death recalls the personal story of faith past relationships, and the continued spiritual presence of the deceased person. And that is why we honor the body, not just during life, but but after death and in that burial. And never forget, ladies and gentlemen, all of our faithful listening, the importance of that place of reference, that a grave. And, and, And the grave is also a sign of hope that promises resurrection even as it claims our mortal bodies. That's actually the prayer right from the uh, rite of funerals. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. As we come up on 23 minutes past the hour, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. (laughs) 